Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. To actually open ourselves up and spend time with Him. Okay, so take that for what it's worth and we will go from there. Uh, So we are continuing on in our series of Finding Freedom. Uh, This series has been based on John chapter 8 verse 36 where Jesus said before, uh, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, um, I'm, I, I, I was kind of being nerdish this, this week, and I wanted to really find out what does indeed mean, right? Because you look at it and go, oh yeah, I know indeed. Okay, yeah, that's great. And so I thought, oh man, I'll be really scholarly and look it up in the Greek, because you know, that's how you show that you're really scholarly. And so I looked it up, And you know what it means, indeed means? It means really. Like, wow, blow your mind, right? Okay? But that means, so when Jesus sets you free, you are really free. Okay? There's no question about that. So when Jesus comes into our life and we allow him to begin to do the work in us to set us free from those bondages, those chains, those things that the enemy has for us, You can guarantee, you can count on it, that he will set you free. Absolutely. That's what really means, right? So we can, when we we say indeed, it means, man, I have an opportunity to really be free from all of this garbage, all of this stuff, all of these things that are in my life. I can be free from it because Jesus really, like capitalize it really makes me free, right? And so, but, but we've been learning that, you know, in, in, um, in our, our messages, that the enemy, though, he looks for every opportunity to jump in to our lives. He looks for ways to enslave us, to keep us in bondage to the power of darkness. And um, we've noticed, or I have talked about how these um, opportunities uh, in believers' lives are open doors, where we open the doors to demonic spirits that come in because there's an invitation to allow these spirits into our lives because we're not watching or taking care of what we're listening to, what we're looking at, what we're processing. We're kind of just open our door very just letting it open, right? And, and we've talked a little bit about the fact, too, it doesn't even really take a big open door for the enemy to come in. I mean, just a crack. And he's all over that. He's like, man, you just give me a sliver. You give me a fighting chance to get in there. And you know what? I will, because he knows that eventually just a small little crack is going to open up a, a wide door if we have a very undisciplined thought life. And so we're, we're, we're kind of just recognizing those things. But here's the deal. Just because the enemy comes in and, and, and grabs us and, and puts us into bondage doesn't mean that we have to be fearful. Doesn't mean we have to be scared or anything like that. But we just have to recognize that he doesn't own us. He doesn't have rightful authority over us. Right? But he does have an ability to influence what we do. 
And I don't know if you've ever recognized anything that sometimes you fall into a trap to. That's something that I always just do not conquer in my life when it comes to the things of Jesus, when it comes to, to being more like Jesus. I, I, just, I just know it's not right. But see, that's because at some point in our life, we have opened up a door to allow the enemy to come in and then take his place there to come and sit and influence you. And to guide you, right? And, and to kind of kind of get you to the point where you, where you just, man, I don't know what to do. But again, the good thing is, the good news is that freedom is available to each and every one of us. Okay? Let me say it this way. Really available. Right? It's really available. And so to our title for today, and, and what we're going to be talking about um, before I get to, to the title right? It's just understanding that, you know, we can overcome this. But one of the ways that the enemy um, challenges us, like this is probably the, one of the most important um, things that he does, or he, he looks at, is that, you know what, we're gonna, is your mind. And we can be in bondage to the enemy through our mind, because you are only as free as your mind is. Okay? Now, you know, we've laid the foundation. We talked about lust. We talked about uh, the, the, um, the, the fear of man. We've talked about all these, these things. But see, really, our mind is like the control center. And the enemy knows that if he can control your mind, he can control you. Right? And so our topic for today is freedom in your mind. Freedom in your mind. Let me pray real quick. And then we'll jump into where our message is going. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here. Holy Spirit, lead us this morning to where you want us to go in this message. Help us to hear what you want us to hear in this message. Help us to see open doors in this message in our life. So that, Lord, we can shut them, close them, so that we're not influenced by the enemy anymore. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, from the very beginning, um, in Genesis chapter 3, Satan took man, mankind captive, right? But not kind of in our traditional ways, the ways that we would normally uh, think about being captive. You know, that's either, you know, with a gun or with a knife or, you know, even maybe explosives. You know, you got the vest on and, hey, you can't go anywhere because I'm going to blow it up, right? That's not how he took Adam and Eve captive. Okay, he took Adam and Eve captive with four words. He said, has God surely said? Okay, he spoke these four words. And these four words called into question the integrity of God's word. Which then took hold of the thought life of Adam and Eve, right? Right? Because now all of a sudden they're, uh, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, whatever. And they're kind of going back and forth. And then Adam shows up. And Adam should have been the man and stood up and said, no, we ain't doing that. Because that's not what God said. So we're not doing it. But no, he didn't. He was like, oh, well, I, I, I. right? Because all of these crazy thoughts, all because of the four words that the enemy kind of threw in there that be, became something that began to twist and to begin to, to make their, our, our, their thought processes a little bit more toxic. And so these thoughts in their mind, right, really, like I said, became toxic. It became to, we began to question God's word and even the commission that God had given them. 
But it's important that we realize this is how the enemy operates. Okay? This is how he's going to operate. Because before the devil can defeat you, he has to disarm you. Before he can defeat you, he has to disarm you. And how he disarms you is in your mind, right? In our minds. This is such an important message for all of us, me included. But that's how he disarmed Adam and Eve. And that's what led them to sin and defeat. And see, the the devil's looking for any open door, right? Any open door, even a small crack in the door. Because he knows that'll, that'll lead it to being wide open at some point. And here, here's an here's a, here's a idea for you, okay? So you might say, well, what does that exactly mean, Pastor Scott? Well, let me, let me kind of give you a, an open door possibility, okay? It's this, right? You could be in bondage if you can, cannot control your thoughts. If you cannot control your thoughts. It's when unhealthy thoughts are running you and your emotions all over the place. Okay? It's when unhealthy thoughts are running you and your emotions all over the place. And then, you know what? You're just, it's running you ragged. Because you've got all these things and all these emotions and all these fears and all these stresses and all these things that are happening in your life. And if you can't control those, then you've got an issue. Right? An issue that Jesus can set you free from. But it's, it's a bondage in your life. Now, you might not look at it and say, well, how, how can that be a bondage? But see, that, that's where the enemy has come in. And he's taken a seat. And he's feeding you. And telling you, you should be really concerned. You should be really worried. You might have this. You might have that. Oh, you're not going to make it. You're not. Have you ever had that before? If not, I, I, am I the only one? Because that's how the enemy works. He wants to come at your mind. But see, Jesus came, right? Jesus came as the incarnate word of God to defeat Satan, to give us back the truth that would uh, set us free and keep us free. Because Jesus wants your mind free. That's why he said this in John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Well, when it says, and you shall know the truth, you got to use your mind, right? To know something. Okay? So he says, you shall know the truth, and the truth, the knowledge of that truth, shall make you free. So when anxiety, fear, stress, toxic thoughts, okay? Rogue thoughts, things that just come out of the blue, They don't have to live in your life forever. They don't. But see, what we do is we we allow ourselves, right? We open ourselves up and think, oh, well, they're okay. I mean, yeah, that's a little bit of concern, but not not, not that, that big of a deal. But see, over time, they just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking to the point where all of a sudden now you're so strung out, you can't even think straight about what God says and what God wants for you and what God's declaring to you because you, you've got so much in your mind that you've built these walls of thought that are not what God wants you to be thinking. Okay? And usually all of those things are just lies anyway. 
They're just lies. Bible says that, that, that Satan is the father of lies. That's all he can really produce is lies. And so if we entertain those and we keep receiving those, then all of a sudden now we've got these strongholds of lies around our mind. And you know what? They're a very well-defended fortress because the enemy will make sure that you keep on it. He'll keep giving it to you. He'll keep feeding it to you. And so we can't allow these, these, these thoughts, these feelings, these things in our mind to take residency there. We have to put an end to it, okay? We have to put an end to it. And so when we, but, but when, if we allow them to build strongholds in our lives, then we will be in bondage. So let's look at three important truths about the mind that we need to understand. The very first one is the mind is the main battlefield between good and evil. The mind is the main battlefield between good and evil. All right. So the main battlefield that you or I are going to battle the devil on is the battlefield of our thoughts. Um, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says that we are in a war against our thoughts. Not physical war. It's a spiritual war. Important to understand. Okay. Because sometimes what we try to do is we try to capture a thought kind of in our flesh. Or one that the enemy brings and we just try to do it physically. Kind of just, no, I'm not going to think about it. That's it. That's kind of trying to, to um, erase it physically. But see, what we need to do is erase it spiritually. Does that make sense? We need to erase it spiritually. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5 says this. We read a little bit, we read it last week, um, just real briefly, but now we're going to kind of look at it a little bit deeper. It says, for uh, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly or uh, natural, but mighty in God for the pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now notice, this is going to be your responsibility. So turn to your neighbor and just say, hey, it's your responsibility. Okay? Because sometimes what we think is we automatically think, well, no, God's going to take care of it. God, God, God will just kind of, you know, be the genie in the bottle, right? And I'll just rub it or whatever, and boom, it's gonna, he's going to take care of it, no problem. Or he's going to be helicopter Jesus flying in and saving the day and flying back out, okay? But see, we have to understand we have responsibility in this process, okay? So we're going to kind of pick this apart a little bit. So verse 4, it says, for the weapons, okay? So God has given us weapons, and these weapons are described in Ephesians chapter 6. And we'll, we'll get to that in, in our next point. Okay, but Ephesians chapter 6. Then it says, the weapons of our warfare. Now, this word, that, that kind of phrase right there depicts a well-planned attack. A strategic warfare. A route to choose to carry out a debilitating assault. So, get this. Okay, he's saying, the weapons of our warfare. Meaning that when we go to the Lord... When we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, then you know what? He will give us a well-planned attack to debilitate all of the lies that the enemy is trying to give us in our life. But see, a lot of times we don't do that. We don't go to God's word first. 
We end up trying to, ah, I'm going to do it with my flesh. I'm going to overcome it with my flesh, right, in the physical. But see, these weapons that we'll, we'll see, they're all spiritual weapons, but they deal with thought, okay? So we have to understand that we have now the ability. We are equipped to wage a debilitating assault against wrong thoughts, against strongholds or imaginations in the mind that have been controlling you. So each one of you has the ability for the Holy Spirit to speak to you to give you the strategy to get these wrong thoughts, this, these, these toxic things in your mind, out of the way. Isn't that good news? That's good news to me. But we got to listen to the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians, again, 10.4, says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Now that word mighty is the Greek word deutimus meaning power, superhuman power with enormous energy that gives phenomenal results. This power can only be found spiritually. Only spiritually, okay? And so this power, this mighty power that God has given to you is inside of you, right? To produce phenomenal results when it comes to getting rid of these lies, these tactics of the enemy. Man, that's good news again too. Okay? So if you, if you look at it, because this verse kind of takes from um, um, that thought process of, of the Roman soldier, the Roman, the Roman army type of thing. But um, if you, it, it kind of depicts a full might and power of an advancing army. Okay? So when it talks about might, not, you're not retreating. You're advancing. You're moving forward with this. You're, you're going to say, hey, you know what, lie? You know what, enemy? The things that you're trying to, to, to bring into my life, these toxic thoughts, these rogue thoughts that are just all over the map, I am advancing towards taking you captive. But we'll get there in a minute. It says, okay, so we don't have to retreat. We can wage a war. We can have an assault on them, right? Because our, our weapons, our, and we have weapons, a divine strategy, and the power of God, Right? And God then joins and partners with us. Right? When, listen, when we decide to act, again, it's your responsibility. We have to decide to act on that. Right? If, if, we, want, if we just want our, our minds filled with garbage and toxic thoughts and um, just fear, anxiety, all these things that don't match God's word, if we want that to happen, then you know what? Just, just sit back. Because it'll happen. It's going to happen. Right? I, I, I'll put money on it. I'm not a bad man, but I'll put money on it. But see, you have to say, no, I'm not going to let it happen. This, this is where I draw the line. Okay? Then it says, um, let's see. Then it says, uh, casting down arguments. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I jumped ahead. Says, so, that, so they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so that pulling down means to dissemble bit by bit, to demolish and destroy. Basically, it's a picture of the army pulling down the walls of a well-defended fort. Okay? So we have to be committed to assault and demolish. Listen to this. The well-defended lie... In our mind. Okay? Until it no longer controls you. But you have to be committed to it. Okay? Because it's a well-defended lie. 
Um, I told you this a long time ago, and, and sorry for repeating myself, but if you remember right, I, I told you about how when I was in um, uh, first grade, and my, my Sunday, uh, not, not my Sunday school teacher, my, my first grade teacher told me that, you know what, you're a lousy reader, and you will always be a lousy reader. First grade. She's already hanging that condemnation on me, right? And so you know what I did? I received it. And so I took it into my heart, and then, you know what, all throughout school, even, you know, in Bible college, I still wrestle with it today. And I, I, I but it's that, it, that all of a sudden, man, the layers started building. Yeah, I'm just a lousy reader. I'm not going to, I can't, I can't attain, I can't retain, I can't do anything. I, I, no, do I read books? No, I don't read books because I'm a lousy reader. So all of a sudden, there was this well, to, fortress, Right? And man, I defended it a lot because that's what my first grade teacher told me. But then when I, I look at the word of God and the word of God tells me, no, 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 you have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ allows you to be able to read and, 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 and get the depth of what you need to read and, and, and all of this stuff. But man, I, I defended that lie so well. But see, it's recognizing that, that that's what happens. When you start defending a lie, you're just continuing to build the fortress around the lie. And that can't happen. That's not, that's not freedom. Okay? That is not freedom. So we have to get to the point where we begin to assault it. We begin to demolish it so that it no longer controls you. Then verse 5 says, casting down arguments. Some translations say imagination. But Paul gets very specific, talking about the lies in your head. Right? A stronghold is a lie in your mind that is, is a well-defended lie. A stronghold is a lie in your mind that is a well-defended lie. It's where the devil moves in through an open door in your life, and he begins to tell you what you're going to think, what you're going to feel, what, what your emotions are going to be. You should react this way. Even what your future is going to be or, or what you, you're never, ever going to be. I think I, I have personally walked through every single one of those scenarios and still do at times to this day. And those are strongholds, right? Now, here, here's, the, here's the thing. Real quick, this is a little side, side note. Strongholds, that word, remember last, last week we talked about lust and how that word is a neutral word? Okay, so it can mean positive and negative. Well, a stronghold is a neutral word. It can mean positive and negative. That means that you can build strongholds of God's word, strongholds of what God says about you into your life, into your mind. And, and that becomes a well-defended area of your life that says, hey, I ain't budging. Well, yeah, enemy, you can say whatever you want to say, but I ain't budging. I ain't going nowhere. Because I know that this is what God said. So I, we're coming at it at a, at a negative slant, but I want you to understand too that you can build strongholds in your life that are covered by God, that are covered with his word because it's a neutral word, okay? So it says, again, every thought, okay, that's every thought, right? Every thought that's out of alignment with God's word and every high thing that speaks of a barrier of thoughts, you know, kind of like where, um, um, you know, that, that thought says you can't do this, but then you know that God says you can, 
right? And so then it's that wrestling match that goes on, okay? It says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So let me just say this. You're going to find that the enemy will come in and he will try to exalt his lie over what God says. Every single time, okay? There is not a time where that's not going to be true. Are you feeling that? Are you understanding that? Every single time that you match something up with what this is and you know, oh man, I think that's a lie. And you match it up with God's word, that thing's going to try no matter what to exalt itself over God's word every single time. Every time. But we've we got, we got to be able to, to, to recognize that, okay? But see, what happens though, too, is when our thoughts go unchecked, right? When we don't think about our thoughts, that, 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 um, that thought will pridefully um, dominate, okay, uh, or subdue the word of God, the knowledge of God that's in our mind or what we hear. Because sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this happen before. I've had it happen when I've been in a service before and I've heard someone speak and they're saying something that is so true. I see it so true in God's word. Like, wow, that's right. Oh my gosh, it's right there. But immediately, something comes and says, yeah, but that's not for you. That won't happen in your life. That's just a pipe dream, right? What's it trying to do? It's trying to pridefully jump ahead of God's word, right? And we've got to recognize that. Because this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? That's why they make you swear on a Bible. Well, I think they do still in a court of law, right? But it's the whole truth, okay? And we have to just be careful, too, of the many voices that we experience throughout our life. Because, right, you would say, man, there's many voices. There are friends. There's media. There's, you know, spouses. There's other believers, right? There are so many voices, but we have to be careful, to the voices that we listen to, okay? Because those, list, those voices can, can influence you. I, I remember when this, this pandemic first broke out and talking to people, and man, they, all they had on was the news 24-7. And there was such panic, there was such fear, there was such stress, there was such anxiety, Okay? I get it, something new, whatever. But man, when you just, all you're doing is letting that feed your mind, no wonder you feel like, oh my gosh, I am out of control. I, I, I can't grasp anything. Not, not to say this thing isn't serious, but I'm just saying we have to be very careful of what we allow in, okay? Like I said, man, our, our mind is the central control center of our life and whoever dominates our mind will dominate your emotion and even your self-image because whoever dominates your mind, that's who controls you. And, and just, just I, I, I know you guys know this, but I'm just going to give you just a, a small little nugget here. And man, you'll be like, wow, this is, wow, so good, right? But the difference between God and the devil, one speaks truth one speaks against truth. Think about it. If you're ever wondering, am I hearing this right? <laughs> Match it up. That's why it's important to know, be in your Bible. That's why it's important to have a relationship with Jesus. 
and the Holy Spirit. Right? Because you can go and say, hey, is this truth? I don't know. And I'm going to tell you, they will tell you the answer every single time. But it, that's why it's so important, though, that we put this in, inside of us. Okay, then it says, um, uh, let's see. Then uh, bring every thought into captivity. Okay? Now, know this. Any thought you don't take captive will take you captive. Any thought you don't take captive will take you captive, right? So picture, because we're using kind of this Roman soldier thing, picture the soldier, man, he's captured an enemy. He's leading them into captivity. He's got like a spear or his gun, you know, thrust into his back. And, and that person who's in captivity is submitted now, Right? He's not wrestling with him. He's not trying to fight him off. He's like, hands up, and I, I'm, I'm being led. But see, we have to get that picture when it comes to these, these thoughts that we have. Okay? We, 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 we've got to force the wrong thoughts into captivity. We need to tell them, you're not going to rule over me. See, and don't, don't think it's weird when you, when you talk out loud to God. Or talk out loud to the enemy. Nothing wrong with that. Right? Because you're, you're making a confession. You know, why? why? It, it doesn't say in the Bible that in order to receive Jesus, right, you just got to think with your head. No. It says, you know what? You got to use your mouth. Confess with your mouth, right, that Jesus is Lord. Confession or declaration is so very important for us in every area. And so sometimes you just got to talk to your mind out loud. Okay? You just got to tell it, hey, mind, I, you are not taking authority over me. You are not going to rule over me. I'm taking these thoughts captive. Okay? I'm putting basically the spear of God's word, the sword of God's word to your back. And I'm telling you, you know what? You're going into captivity. You are not going to rule over me. You have no authority over me whatsoever. Okay? But see, how we do that is one of the ways is, you know what? We also then we got to shut the door to however that, that thing happened. However that, that, that thought, that process crept in. We've got to learn what those are and then shut the door to it, okay? Just shut it and say, no, I can't allow that to be a part of my life anymore, okay? Then Paul encourages us to not, uh, to not only bring every thought into captivity, but he says, bring it to the obedience of Christ. I love that thought because to me, it's like, okay, I got to take it to Jesus, Instead of just, oh, well, I hope Jesus is out there. No, 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 no. I got to go, right? It says, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hey, thought, you're not correct. So I'm going to bring it into obedience, my thought life into obedience to the obedience of Christ. And that, you know what, where, where you find the obedience to Christ? Right here. You find it in the word of God. That's where you find the obedience, Right? So you're bringing it to him. And you got to tell, tell yourself sometimes, I don't care, mind, if you're going to like this or not, you're going to listen to what God's word has to say. Okay? And once we do that, once we activate God's word, it releases the power of God to free our mind, to wash it free of the garbage. 
Okay? And then it begins to renew the way we think, and it sets us free. It begins to set us free. That we no longer are held by this one area in our life. Because our mind has been cleansed. It's been washed by God's word. But we have to make the decision to do that. Right? So, understand, the the battlefield of the mind is where the enemy wants to take you to to battle the most. Right? That's where where he's going to show up the most in your mind. Okay? Second point. God's word is a spiritual weapon. God's word is a spiritual weapon. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay? Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now he's going to tell us what the armor is. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which uh, you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God. Now, take it all the way back to the very beginning and notice that Paul tells us to be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. So key, right? I mean, who who doesn't have a habit of doing that? My hand's up high, right? Because it's like, yeah, I have a habit to do that. I'm strong. I'm going to, man, I'm going to pull, push through. But see, that's, that's the, that's that continuing allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in my life. To the point where, man, it's not me. I'm not strong in the Lord. I mean, I'm not strong in myself. I'm strong in the Lord. Me and the Lord are going to work this thing out. Okay? So we have to be strong in the Lord. And then, you know what? We just got to put on this spiritual armor. Every day. Right? God gives this thing. So then, again, Paul kind of gives us this Roman soldier analogy. So that people would get it. But he gives us six elements. um, That tell us to put on um, are put on all of our truth or, or all truth um, and, th- and things that are thought related. Okay. So the first is gird your loins with, with truth. Okay. Now this was a very important piece to a Roman soldier because the belt around his loins is what held his shield and his sword for him. But what is also interesting about this point, uh, this part of our body is that it's where we reproduce and eliminate When you are living your life based on God's word, you reproduce truth and eliminate error. But when you live based on, uh, when you don't live based on God's word, right, you produce error and eliminate truth. Does that make sense? And so the Bible says you and I need to make a decision that we are going to use God's word as the source for what we reproduce in our life. God's word has to be the source of what we reproduce in our life. And then God's word has to be the source to determine what we eliminate in our life. That's really important. Okay? 
Because you can say, oh yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah, okay. But see, if we're unwilling to eliminate things that God's word is showing us or the Holy Spirit's leading us to eliminate, it does no good. It's like totally, it's being a fool. Because you have the truth in front of you and it's telling you what you need to eliminate, yet you don't pay attention to it. Look at Proverbs. Proverbs talks about being a fool all the time. That's foolish. Okay? So we have to understand that. So if it doesn't match God's word, man, you got to get it out of here. Okay? But if it does, then receive it. Simple as that. So the next piece is the breastplate of righteousness. And they, they attached it to their, their belt of truth. And I love how these things just kind of connect to the belt of truth. Because truth is, is key. Right? But it's, it's a breastplate that covers... It, it, basically what it is, it, it, it uh, takes away the, the opportunity because, you know, the enemy goes for the kill shot. He wants to go for the vital organs. But this takes away from the enemy being able to do that. But see, our enemy, he's always after the kill shot with you. Every single time. He's trying to eliminate you. But see, man, we got this breastplate of righteousness on. Right? That we're covered. So when he comes in and tells you, you know what, man, he starts condemning you. He starts telling you you're no good. Man, all these things that you've done wrong, right? But the, the breastplate of righteousness says, you know what, no. All of that has been touched by the blood of Jesus. All of that has been, been cleansed, right? The blood of Jesus is the strongest cleansing agent ever, right? It, it, it told, I mean, it does better than Mr. Clean, you know, that bald head guy, right? It, it totally eliminates, totally, yeah, I'm not saying anything about bald head guys, sorry. Um, but it totally eliminates your sin, right? Because of his blood. Your sin is gone. And it makes you in right relationship with him, right? The Bible tells us, he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us so that we may be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if we have this relationship with him, then we're righteous, Will we falter at times? Yes. But jump back to him and say, man, Father, forgive me. Right? Don't say, I, for I knew not what I did. No, don't say that. Okay? But say, Father, forgive me for my sin. I sinned. I, I, I rebelled against you. And 1 John 1, 9 says, well, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Okay? So it's not by our righteousness, it's by his righteousness. Helmet of salvation, that just means, hey, you know what? Start thinking saved thoughts, right? Don't receive the lies that you're not saved. Don't receive those, okay? But say, no, I'm saved. I know I'm saved because I gave my heart to Jesus. Yeah, I didn't get a certificate in the mail. Yeah, I didn't get a brand new nose or new hairdo or whatever. But man, I, I know by faith that I have given my heart, my life to Jesus. Uh, the next, my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, the Roman soldiers' um, sandals actually had these two to three inch long spikes in them. In their, in their, they were like cleats almost. Okay, And they would hold the soldier in place, firmly planted, right? Causing them, they, they, they were very difficult to, to, to be moved. So they held their ground in battle. But see, it's the same way that the peace of God found in God's word will establish us and hold us in place, right? When the enemy tries to push you out of your peace with God. No, 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 no. I got my shoes on. 
I ain't going nowhere, right? But man, we, that, that's a stance we have to get. See, the enemy really wants you to take those shoes off. He's looking for ways to untie your shoes, right? He's looking for ways for you to stumble. But see, if you got these, these shoes on, whatever storms come your way, whatever things he tries to bring in, even if your thoughts want to start to go wild, you're saying, no, I have peace above the storm because of who Christ is in my life, right? And it says, take up the shield of faith. Now, this is not like a small hubcap thing like Captain America, you know, his shield. This is big. It was a full body shield. It protected every area of the body. It was attached to the belt uh, uh, of truth. And then the thing is, is that no soldier would go out to fight without his shield, right? And it's a shield of faith. Faith that you're saved. Faith that you are righteous. Faith that you are loved. Faith in the truth of the gospel, right? If you're, if you're operating in faith and you're standing on God's word, then when those, the enemy comes, then you're, man, you're right on it. You're saying, no, this is truth. Truth always, always wipes out the lie. And so I'm standing with that. So our thoughts need to be filled with faith. Right? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we got to fill up, right? Then it says, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is, you know, basically like a nuclear bomb in the spirit. Right? But take the sword of the Spirit and begin to jab. Totally massacre the enemy in that lie. Okay? Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. When you speak the Word of God, it's like you taking that sword and jabbing it into him. The great thing about it, if you do a farther study, is that it's a two edged sword. Right? So there's, there's effectiveness going in, but then there's also effectiveness going out. Right? So it encompasses the full attack of this thought, this lie that the enemy would come at you with, right? So the word of God can defeat the devil, right? Even on your worst day, the word of God can defeat the devil. Even when you're having a bad day, right? And you want to sing that song, if you had a bad day, however it went, okay? If you take God's word, it'll still defeat the devil on your worst day. Okay, and then there's one other thing about, about this, the importance of, of God's word right here. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, there's power in it. It says, for we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of your being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the, the true thoughts and secret motives of our heart. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God for nothing that we do remains a secret and nothing created is concealed, but everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes to whom we must render an account. Right. But here's the cool thing. You can read other books, but this Bible, this is the only book that can read you. Right. I mean, when you, when you start reading it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. I think I need to change something in my life. I think I got an open door. I think I got this, right? You're reading it, 
But then the Bible, the Holy Spirit is on the word of God. And all of a sudden, man, it starts to read you and starts to say, hey, pay attention to this. I need you to focus on this. I need you to look at this. Hey, I want you to be encouraged. Look, be encouraged. But see, it reads you. That's powerful, right? And here's the deal. The devil understands that. The devil totally understands that when you read God's word, it comes in, right? It's living, it's alive, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, but it can tell, listen, it can tell the difference between your soul and your spirit. It can tell the difference between a toxic thought and a truthful thought. It just can, right? And the enemy does not want you to have it inside of you. That's why it's so pee-picking hard for you to read your Bible, right? Don't read it when you, th- you think you can like lay on the couch and read it or in your bed because you go to sleep. It just happens that way. But you got to c- make time. That's why it's hard to find time. But see, that's because the enemy is constantly trying to pull you away from, from knowing the truth, okay? So, I love, love the picture. So to me, then God's word, when it's in there, right, it works and you begin to declare it. It works on a way then to slay the enemy. Nothing can be hidden, right? So if there is a bondage, if there is some kind of work of a demonic activity in your life or, or, the, you know, or whatever is going on, when the word of God comes in and shines a light on it, that thing is exposed every time. But see, what we don't do is we don't take the time to expose it. We don't take the time to get God's word into us to expose what the enemy is doing in our life. And that's, man, that's, that's the enemy's plan all along. If I can divert your mind so much so that you won't focus on God's word, you won't receive God's word as truth into your life, then man, I win. I got you in bondage. I got you just not living the life that God wants you to live. I mean, that's, that's just the way he works, right? So we have to understand that the Bible is our weapon to win every battle in the mind. The word of God is our weapon to win every battle in your mind. So don't let it collect dust on your table, okay? Dust it off, open it up, okay? Man, you remember those big, huge honking Bibles they used to put like on uh, uh, coffee tables? Remember those things? Those things were huge. I always thought as a kid, like, oh my gosh, how can anybody read that thing? I mean, it's so big. It's so long. Ah, right? Praise God for small, skinny versions. Anyways, that's all beside the point. Let me give you number three real quick. Biblical meditation and declaration is spiritual warfare. So you might want to say, okay, well then how do, how do I start fighting this thing? How do I, I, I come against this, these strongholds that are in my life? Because, you know, I got a control center and if the, whoever, whoever controls my control center is con- controlling me, controlling my destiny, controlling what, what I think about, okay? Well, this, this right here is, is an answer. Biblical meditation and declaration is spiritual warfare. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says, this is in the Amplified, excuse me. It says, blessed or fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. That means following their advice and example. Nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits down to rest in the seat of scoffers or ridiculers. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually, right? It's habit forming, meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. So here's biblical meditation. I'm sure you guys kind of know already how that all works. But, but, but it's a great reminder because sometimes we got to remember we actually need to practice this. Okay? But biblical meditation is the practice of simply reading Scripture putting it down in your heart by thinking about it and recalling it and repeating it throughout one's day. Now, for some of us, I'm going to throw my hand up. That might be hard to do because you think, man, I don't have a great memory, right? But that's what index cards were made for. I'm convinced. God said, hey, I need you to make these index cards so people can write Bible scriptures on them and then they can poster them wherever they want to put them so that they can't forget about them because they're right there in front of their eyes. Can I get an amen? Yeah, because man, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I am getting to the point where my memory is sharp and working, but man, I just need a little help sometimes, right? Okay, see, I already got to change my, my, my thought process, right? My thoughts. Okay, but, but again, too, the amazing thing is, is that our, our, our minds are like, and our brains are like computers. And in computers, there is hardware and there is software, right? The hardware is the machine. The software is the operating system designed for it. And so your brain is the hardware, but see, we're born with infected software, right? We're born with infected software. Something went wrong with the program. Let's trace it back to Genesis. But anyways, right? But biblical meditation of God's word is the software our brain was designed to run on. Just, just get a hold of that. I mean, that, 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 Biblical meditation of God's word is the software our brain was designed to run on. Listen to this. Which will disinfect and reprogram our brain. Right? It'll reprogram our thoughts. So if we've got uncontrolled thoughts of toxic things and all these things going on, maybe we need to pay attention to that. Man, have I really, really allowed... God's word to disinfect my crummy, crummy hot software? Or have I just let my software run wild? Okay, Romans 12, 2 says this, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Your thoughts and your life are transformed by meditating on God's word. Just man right there, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. That's a mic dropper, right? Because when you are literally downloading the software that reprograms your brain, you begin to think differently. You begin to replace the bondage-related thoughts to the truth of God's Word.
man, it's, it's just amazing that it has this built-in antivirus thing. So here's a practical, practical way to approach it, okay? We all have issues in life. So find a scripture that matches your issue, okay? Whether it's fear, whether it's condemnation, whether you don't feel loved, whatever it is, whatever that is, now I'm just giving you a practical way. Because you, you really could look at it and say, okay, Lord, but I want to learn this, okay? But I'm just trying to give you something and an idea. So then what you do is you read it, you meditate on it, and allow God's word to reprogram your thinking until, listen, until the lie, until the stronghold, okay? The bondage is pulled down. That means you do not stop until that thought no longer has control over you. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. That's going to take work. <laughs> right? I mean, we, we, we praise God for the blood of Jesus. And man, all we had to do was accept and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But you know what? There's a lot more work in Christianity than just that. Okay? And so we're going to have to do some work. But we're going to have to pull those lies down until our thoughts are full of faith. Where we start trusting God's word over the enemy's lie. Right? And then in that process, he's going to speak to you. In that, I mean, if you are like, man, I want the Lord to speak to me. Okay, well, find an, a scripture that pertains to something along that lines and allow him to speak to you about it. Allow him to reveal what his heart is, what he wants for you. But see, what we always do is we end up just, you know, oh yeah, we'll do it for a day. Or we do it for, you know, a moment. We don't let it become an actual lifestyle. So that that lifestyle is allowing us to, to be transformed. Where all of a sudden, man, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of scriptures in me now. But man, you know what those scriptures have done? Every single lie that the enemy tries to bring at me, I am able to stand against it. Because I know the truth more than I receive any lie now. But see, we're so used to receiving lies that we just take it. Oh, yeah, come on in. Oh, just take a seat, will you? Are you thirsty? Right? But see, we got to do the exact opposite now. We got to shut the door to the lie and then be able to say, truth, come on in. Do you, are you thirsty? Do you want a seat? Do you want, you want, you want some pie? Right? To the truth. And then in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, man, I, I would love to read it, but we're, we're running out of time. But, but if you read that portion of Scripture, it talks about there are four times that you are most vulnerable for an attack from the enemy. Four times. Okay? The, the, I'm just going to give you the four times. This is what it says. Well, let me just read the Scripture real quick. Right? And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when. Okay, now he's going to give you these four times. Okay, now listen what it said. You shall talk of them in these times. Declaration. Talking to the lie, right? But this is what he says. When you sit in your house, right? You're just chilling. It's all good. You're just chilling. You're just relaxing, right? Okay, when you walk by the way, so actually when you're traveling, when you lie down, when you sleep, and when you rise up, 
You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. These are the four times that the devil will attack your mind the most. Because at those times, your mind is most idle. Why do you think you wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and you worry? And all of a sudden, all this weight, pressure, all these concerns on it. Because your, your mind is most idle. And the enemy knows that. Or when you wake up, ah, oh, it's going to be such a bad day today. Ah, oh, right? Oh my gosh, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. I, I just, ah. Uh. Or, hey, oh, I feel sick. You know, I mean, have you ever woken up and all of a sudden you're like, why does my body feel this way? But see, that's when he attacks. And then it says when you're traveling, right? Oftentimes when you're traveling, when you're just, you know, kind of on your own, your mind's kind of idle. You're relaxing. You're resting. And the enemy comes. And then when you're at your house, and you're not doing anything, you're just chilling. And the enemy comes. Yeah, see, you're not a very good Christian. You're not, see, man, you're messing up. You're doing all these things. But see, that's when he comes. But here's the deal. You need to have a scripture ready. Okay? So you need to have, like, the scripture so that you have, like, accidental counterattack. Right? So when you've got it in your heart and you've been meditating, and when the enemy comes, then, man, you can throw that thing at it. And go, man, no, 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 no. I, I'm not, I'm not going to believe that lie. I'm not going to receive these negative thoughts. I'm not going to receive these toxic thoughts. I'm going to, man, these rogue thought. You have no authority in my life today. Because, you know, I've been meditating on a scripture. And this is what the scripture is. And then you speak that scripture out. And say, that's truth. Not what you're telling me. And I, I'm going to receive that into my life. Because... And when you do that, the enemy knows. His time, his time is up concerning that lie. But see, we've got to hold on to God's word in our life, right? So understand, God's word always defeats the devil every single time, right? If you replace your thoughts with God's thoughts, you're going to see victory in your thought life, okay? We are the gatekeepers of our mind. Listen to this. The devil doesn't get to decide what we think. But now I'm going to rock your world. God doesn't get to decide what you think. You do. Think about that. Right? God doesn't force you into anything. But you get to decide what you think. And so even when the enemy comes and says, hey, I want you to think this way, you have the ability to tell him, hey, you don't decide what I think. And then when I open up God's word and say, I'm going to decide that's what I'm going to think. And man, you know what? You're right on that pathway. So just discipline yourself to meditate on scripture. Discipline yourself to be able to use that scripture. And I'm just telling you, you'll be amazed at how freeing, man, life becomes in your mind. That you're no longer bound by, by these, these thoughts and these things that, that are just causing so much chaos in your life. When the Lord promises that he will give you peace, right? And it's peace, it's peace not as the world gives. It's a supernatural peace. That even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the chaos, you're just like, man, I, I got these shoes on and I'm locked in and I don't care how the devil tries to push me. I ain't going nowhere. 
Because I've got his word hidden in my heart so that when the lights come, I can combat them with God's word. That is this truth and nothing but the truth, right? And so it's important for us to realize that we can be free in the mind. But see, we got to start putting some of these things into practice. So I hope you've been blessed by the word today. Okay, bow your heads. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful for um, just who you are. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'm grateful for everything that you've given to us as believers to be able to win the war against the enemy. Lord, all of us face this battlefield in our minds. But Lord, I thank you that today the revelation of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to each one of us, um, breaks breaks the bondage, breaks our, us free from being enslaved to toxic thoughts, to fear, anxiety, stress, all of those things, Lord, that, that you don't want us to walk in or, or be concerned with. And that our minds... Um, just are surrounded with peace today. And we choose truth of your word. We choose to put on the full armor of God and combat every, every word that comes against us, every thought that comes against us. Lord, today is a day we put it into captivity. Right? And when a captive is captive, it's silent. And so silent, silence every single thought that is a lie from the enemy today. Help us to understand, recognize, and then let us do our part. And so we're grateful, Holy Spirit, for what you're going to do in us this week. I pray that each one has a, a greater week of freedom in the mind because of the principles of God's Word. We bless you this morning. We praise you. And we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, man, glad you guys are here today. Hey, so a couple quick announcements for you. I'll make them really quick. Uh, This Friday night is Good Friday. Uh, We are, um, Lakeshore has um, a, a, a Good Friday service online, and we will be doing some worship um, and also a communion. So if you're not doing anything on Friday, then man, tune in. I think it'll be on Facebook. It'll be on the YouTube channel. But we would love for you to be a part of it. Um, yeah, Good Friday, 7 o'clock. There you go, right there. Um, so uh, would love for you to be a part. Of it. And, and then, it, you know what? Two, maybe gather a couple families together or some of your friends or whatever and, and partake of it together. Because, right, that's kind of what communion's about is coming together and taking it together. Okay, and then also um, we have, so that's at our TGK campus uh, on April 3rd. They have a 5 o'clock Saturday night, and then they have the 2 on Sunday. But then we have our Easter service next week here at 10 o'clock. And uh, excited about Easter because Easter is a great time of celebration. And so we invite you back here. And then also if you have any friends or anybody that's just looking for a church to go to on Easter, man, we would love for them to be here and uh, just uh, to uh, have a great time in the Lord on Easter Sunday. All right. So uh, if you um, 
Have any questions, you can uh, let me know. If you need any prayer for anything, uh, we'll be available for prayer up here. Uh, if you want to talk about some of those things that we talked about today that, that you may, maybe need some help praying through, uh, we're available or any other need that you might have. And um, that is it for announcements. Oh, and then next week, uh, we will have kids service next week. Uh, we kind of had to rotate it. And so praise, thank you, Brooks, back there who uh, helps run um, our children's ministry. And Lorraine's not here today. But um, thank you guys for switching so that we could provide uh, children's ministry on Easter. So praise the Lord for that. Um, and uh, God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. Walk in freedom this week like never before. Okay? Give it to the enemy and say, man, I I'm breaking free of all of this stuff. Okay? Lord bless you. Love you guys. Keep loving Jesus. And have a great week.
for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.